This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Here we go, round two, tapped out. One hour in the book, Brendan Tobin down in Miami. I am Sean Levine in Kansas City. The fights tonight are in Las Vegas. UFC 269, Dustin Poirier taking on Charles Oliveira for the strap in the main event of UFC 269. But right now, let's do a little bit of overhooks and underhooks. We'll work our way all the way up to that Oliveira-Poirier fight. But, bro, have you taken a look? At the non-main card, some call it the undercard, but there's nothing underwhelming about this. Absolute bangers on here. You got Josh Emmett, Dan Ige. You got Augusta Sakai taking on our favorite chewy drinker, Tai Tuivasa. You got Dominic Cruz taking on Pedro Munoz. And then you got Ryan Hall, who I've got this weird kind of man crush on. Or at least I did. At least... At least I did until his last time out when he kept rolling and rolling and rolling and eventually got punched in the face and knocked out. He comes into minus 200 tonight against Derek Milner. You got to respect the man who knows what he is, though, right? Like, that's he is what he is. Isn't that the most important thing, whether you're a fighter or a father or anything in life? Just know who you are. He knows who he is. What if he's that same guy tonight coming in at a minus 200 that keeps rolling around? Do you think the same thing could happen? Because I'm thinking about playing this one the other way. There was an extra. There's an interesting thing on this. I'm trying to get the uh, the the exact odds on this with Ryan because he uh, he's a minus 200 right now. Yeah, but he in, in this one he's got a, an opportunity because the guy he's taken on he's lost like eight of his twelve fights. He's lost yeah. via submission. Derek Miners lost eight of his twelve via submission. So it kind of feels like it's set up right there for Ryan Hall. And so he's obviously like you think Ryan Hall's going to go out and win a decision like. Him versus him via submission plus one fifty. Like I feel like no, I think he might get knocked out. That's what I'm saying. I think it's either Ryan Hall by knockout, or he. I should say Ryan Hall gets knocked, knocked out, like out. we saw last time. Or I think that it's Ryan Hall by submission. And sometimes those are the fun ones to bet. BT like yeah. when you don't know exactly who's going to win or how they're going to win, you just spread it around a little bit. I feel like if I watch a fight with Ryan Hall, I want to root for him to go get the submission with the weird rolls. Like that's how I want him to go. But if you get, you know, if he's, it, but you got to, you got to like the fact that it's, it's not exactly like going out on your shield. I don't know what you call what he's doing going out on his shield. Cause it's not like that's, I feel like that's, that's left for like boxers who are slugging it out, but you know, he's going out with something and I, and, and I feel like, you know, somebody figured him out, but this is a guy he's, he's taking on a guy who is susceptible, uh, susceptible to getting tapped out kind of teed up for him in a, in a, in a lot of ways uh, against Derek minor. Can you imagine beating the man that bets against Ryan Hall? He doesn't like babies or puppies. He bets the unders in NBA games. Like, what a sick fella that is. All right, let's move on to that heavyweight matchup where if I told you that one of these two guys is ranked Augusta Sakai, nothing against him and tied to Avasa, then one of them had number 11 next to their name. I would have thought before I did some notes that, that might have been tied to Ivasa. He is the favorite in this fight. So he's going off in a minus 118. You can get even money on Augusta Sakai. I don't know who's going to win this fight. I want you to tell me, but I do know this. Somebody's getting knocked out. 
Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. I think that it's going to uh, it's going to end via knockout. I think Ty Tuvas is going to get him quick. Like, look, Augusto Sakai, he's been knocked out in his last two against Alistair Overeem and Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Uh, Ty Tuivas has been rolling. I think that he has found something from the growing pains that was uh, his UFC career. He went up like a rocket, hit a little bit of a slope against some, some better competition, but he's been taking care of guys left and right recently. And yeah, I mean, I like, I like him fast, man. Like, I feel like Ty Tuivasa knockout round one plus three forty. like that's tasty to me, man. Like the idea that he goes and, and does work and he's probably already got the shoe marked out. Maybe he steals Rogan's shoe. I don't know what's going down, but he is, uh, he's already got the, 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 the knockout planned out. And I feel like the celebration already mapped out for tonight. Don't knock the shoey till you've tried it. Trust me. It's all right. It's not as bad as it seems. As long as you're using your own kicks. Like, if you've got your own Doc Martens and you're drinking a Natty Light, it's fine. If you're doing it from somebody else's, you're that same guy that likes to take the unders on the NBA. I don't know what's the matter with you. We agreed earlier that we think that the biggest banger, perhaps the fight of the night, is going to be when number seven, Josh Emmett, takes on number nine, Dan Ige. There's a reason he's called 50K Ige, who comes in as the underdog in this one at a plus 130. You can get Josh Emmett at minus 134. Kind of like you were talking about, though, BT. It's fun to bet on Ryan Hall. It's really fun to bet on Josh Emmett, especially by knockout. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he's he's coming off a bit of a long layoff. So, you know, he's been uh, he's been itching about it. He's talking about all the things that he's gone through in his layoff as far as going into this fight. Uh, Ige is coming off a loss to Korean Zombie. Uh, but th these guys are just made to bang, man. Like this is this is one of those where it feels like it could go back and forth. It could be one of those ones that lasts three rounds and it's just crazy all, or somebody just runs into something nuts. Uh, it's it's a it's it, I think that's what gets everybody going. It's gonna get everybody really in the mood for the main card. It's it's one of those perfect setups for sure. It's crazy also that we're talking about Dominic Cruz and Pedro Munoz not being on the main card. I mean, this guy fight, I think, has a chance to be an absolute banger also, and it's a very even one, according to FanDuel. It's minus 102 for Dominic Cruz, so a slight favorite. You can get Pedro Munoz at minus 116. Any strong, strong feelings in this one? Because quite frankly, I think this one could go either way. And I can't tell you how many times, by the way, my girlfriend's caught me watching YouTube videos of Dominic Cruz footwork. I, it's, I don't like to admit that, but it's happened. I think I, this is one of those ones where I feel like, you know, there's always those fights on the undercard that they're trying to put on there to stretch out. I feel like this is going to be one of those fights that definitely go in the distance. Um, and I and I, and I just like Cruz just based on talent. Like, I feel like he is going to work Pedro Munoz with the footwork that you talk about. Um, but for me, I don't feel like he's going to put him away at any point. I don't feel like Pedro Munoz is he's going to be at a point where he's got Pedro Munoz in so much danger. They're going to stop the fight. I feel like Dominic Cruz knows how he goes to win. Like he likes to think of himself as a very analytical fighter. He's one of the, the first guys to come out with that crazy footwork, but he just wants to go out there and get a W. He wants to start putting streaks together. He wants to set himself up for another big fight, get back onto uh, another title run. And I think he's going to do that very diligently and he's going to do that uh, methodically. And so I lean Dominic Cruz to win, but I think that he's just going to find a way to get it to the scorecards, pack up rounds, and and, and win that version. I don't I don't think either guy is going to get finished in this one. What's the number I can get on Dominic Cruz to win that by decision? Because I tend to agree with you, unless, of course, and this could always happen with Dominic Cruz. You know this, Brendan. So, and I hate to wish injury upon anybody, and that's certainly not what I'm doing. That's true. He's had so many injuries, mostly, mostly outside of the cage, but some inside also that – Something could happen. We've seen a lot of freak stuff over the last calendar year that I'd, I'm with you. I'd be very surprised if somebody finishes somebody unless something freaky happens, and there's been a lot of freaky stuff happening recently. Yeah, Dominic Cruz by points right now is plus 155 on FanDuel. 
Love it. Yeah, I love that. I can get plus money on Dom Cruz, and I do think the fight's going to end. I agree with you on that one. And the O'Malley versus Paiva fight, I was surprised to hear some people say that they think this one's going to go the distance because, again, it feels like with Sean O'Malley, Sean O'Malley's game isn't just to win fights. A lot of these fighters go out there and, look, they'll take the microphone and say any win's a good win. But the truth is, with some of these guys, they need to win with certain pizzazz, right? And Sean O'Malley's done that every fight of his career. To remain Sean O'Malley, to be ranked, to be to remain on these pay-per-views, to be the unranked champion, you got to do it with style. No so doubt. if you're betting anything except for Sean O'Malley to win this fight by knockout, you're nuts. It's one of those things, too, where he has a, an awareness of that as well, right? Like, he goes into Absolutely. these fights knowing not only that he has to win, but he has to be marketable. Like, some guys, they don't care about that stuff, and they just want to go back. They want to get wins. They don't want to call anybody out. He knows that's part of it, and I feel like, honestly, it would be one of those nights, too, where he gets the knockout, and this is going to be one of those nights where he actually does probably call out a big name because so many people have been calling him out. Like, that's what I want to see from Sean is not only just this idea that he's going to have this viral moment or he's going to have this 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 highlight real ko but that he also takes that moment and starts directing his career in a place where we're like okay now we're now we're starting to get somewhere with him being a contender and 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 start taking out the top guys in his division whose name does he call if he wins he's not calling cody's name because cody's fighting 15 minutes right. after and that'd be I too awkward like, i think I, I honestly it feels like th if this could be one of those nights where if cruz gets the win and he you know looks good I feel like that's the natural, that's kind of the natural path. Like you go get a former champion, maybe a guy you feel like is on the backside of his career, a guy who maybe can't really hurt you. Now, Dominic Cruz could still maybe look, make him look foolish if they did fight because of how skillful he is. But I think Sean O'Malley probably looks at that and says, no, 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 no. He's past his prime. I'm going to smoke that dude if we ever got into a cage. I'd love to see the fight, but Dominic Cruz would go off as a huge underdog against Sean O'Malley. He'd go off as a bigger underdog than Pipe is going off tonight. Maybe it's possible, especially, you know, people don't believe in Dominic's durability and just feel like we've seen the best of him. I don't disagree with you on that, but I feel like Dominic's cocky enough and would sell that enough to, I'd almost wish that would be a main event somewhere. Like, I feel like they would want to probably put that on pay-per-view the way they're directing, you know, pay-per-views and fight nights these days. Yeah. But I feel like that deserves five rounds, be a headliner. It's on its own. And, and we get, and we get that whole fight week just centered around them. The fight that I feel the best about all night, right? We can call this Levine's lock if you want to, is Ponzinibbio taking out Jeff Neal. And it doesn't have anything to do with Neal's personal problems, but that's certainly part of the story. It's more what's happened to him in the octagon the last couple of times. And if you look at Ponzinibbio, this guy is an absolute savage who, for some reason, his name always gets buried. The fact that this is basically going to go off as a pick em fight, now Ponzinibbio is a slight favorite. It keeps adjusting a little bit. As you said, you know why, Brendan? Because there's a lot of smart people out there that are putting money on the guy who's going to win the fight, which is Santiago Ponzinibbio. He's got the sickest fight in the entire game and he's going to win this fight easy yeah i i don't disagree with you man i'm i don't know if he'll win it easy i think he's gonna win um but i agree i feel like they it's one of those things i think people are probably waking up to what you're saying on fight night because it's kind of crazy that i feel like it was that close going into this uh this fight week i do feel like santiago, santiago ponzinibbio is a little bit of a guy who's always been overlooked look he was overlooked in his last fight and and he had to remind people about Hey, I'm still this good. I'm still that dude. I can do these things. And so maybe this is the night where he gets that kind of showcase on a big time championship card and he will get that respect and people will start thinking about him as, hey, maybe this guy can go make some noise in the welterweight division.
Jake, what are the odds right now on Ponce and Emilio to win this fight? Because they've been moving all day long. Because like BT said, there's a lot of smart money that's being put on him. What I'm surprised is that there's not anybody talking about Ponce and Emilio by sub. Again, I know he's got a half a dozen of them. That's not necessarily his game. I wouldn't be completely shocked. And this is one of those, if you can get it at 26 to 1, to me, it's worth putting down a couple of dollars. I can tell you, Ponzinibbio is going to win this fight. He's going to win this fight inside distance. He's probably going to win this fight by knockout. But, Brendan, if you got a couple of uh, you know extra bucks on the side, it feels worthwhile to put that on Ponzinibbio by sub. He could choke you out. Trying to check out where how many losses Jeff Neal has via submission. Losses last two, but they've both been to the decision, but they weren't against submission guys. Neil Magny, very well-rounded. We know Stephen Wonderboy Thompson gets everything he does against the feet. Back in the day, he lost to Kevin Holland in a smaller promotion by TKO. So he has never – he lost via submission uh, way back early in his career, like his third career fight. So it's been a long time. If he's coming and doing what you're saying, Sean, it's a it's a long time coming for uh, for Jeff Neal to get choked hey, out. Hey, brother, there's a reason it's not 2.6 to 1. You can get 26 to 1. You put Just down saying. 4 bucks, you got a Benjamin and a little bit of change, and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. It's tapped out here on the BetQL Network. Let's keep working our way up that card. You talked about the Nunez-Pena uh, fight perhaps could go the distance, and I said you're absolutely insane. You need to get your head checked immediately after the show. I can't see any form or fashion that this one ends up getting read by Bruce Buffer. I don't know, man. I'm kind of looking at it. I'm thinking to myself. because look, Based look, on listen. what? Because there's a difference in the idea that she's – it doesn't mean that Juliana is not going to get beat up, but does she? can she withstand it and not get knocked out? Is this out? a pro-Juliana argument or is this an anti-Amanda argument? It's it's really not. It's it's more of a pro-Juliana's heart. You know, like I, I like the idea that she's talking this up this week. She really believes in herself. She's got this very big self – you know, this, this self-confidence. And again, it's not like there would be respect for Juliana Pena to go the distance, you know, like not just not just getting waxed like everybody does against Amanda Nunes. And yeah, I think, you know, maybe she talks in the belief of Amanda didn't train hard enough, didn't take her as serious, did get COVID, is coming down to Bantamweight for the first time since 2019. It's not enough for me to believe Juliana Pena is going to win, but can she hear the final horn at five? I get some plus dough with that. Eh, tickles my fancy. I don't think one's going to be enough, my friend, down there in Miami. Look, I've wanted to go to a bar a lot of times and bring home tens, but I end up with twos. So one helps you out sometimes, but most of the time, that's just where it ends. All right, let's talk about the main event now with Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. I would be absolutely stunned, and I'm being dead serious with this one, if this one doesn't end and probably end within three. You could convince me that it goes maybe half of the fourth round, but at that point, I mean, how many times around then do we see Charles Oliveira? And recently, give him credit, when the going gets tough, the tough have got going. He's ended up winning those fights, but I don't think that's what happens against Poirier. If he's still hanging around in those deep waters like the fourth, I think it's going to be over. Well, that's that's the, that's the interesting thing. Like Charles has never been in the championship rounds. He's been scheduled for him, but he's never been in them. And and I would I am I would be very cheap, even though both you and I have picked this one to end within three. I if you told me even even if I'm losing dough that hey this is going to the fourth round, I am kind of curious to see what that looks like for Charles Oliveira. Like what do we get? from this dude and what does he look like in those fourth rounds because I know what Dustin Poirier looks like in the fourth and fifth round he looks like a monster because he seems to get better as these fights go on even longer and so it's always interesting to see for Charles like okay we know this guy he's been doing this since he was 19 years old he's been in the UFC guys guy guy is uh is now the champion he's the top of the top but he's never been that far in a in, in a fight so it'd be cool to see this first one be against Dustin who's the all-time long game fighter and just gets better as the fight goes on.
Louisiana's finest. The strap is on the line tonight. Of course, that's in the hands of Dubronx Charles Oliveira coming in at a plus 116. So you can get underdog money on the champion. Minus 136 is Dustin Poirier. Speaking of champion, coming up next, our first guest here on Tapped Out, the former light heavyweight champion of the UFC, the Hall of Famer, Sugar Rashad Evans, gets tapped out right here on the BetQL Network.